Hello, I'm Wendy Rigby, and you're listening to Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. Today, we're talking about baboon brain scans. Our researchers are using magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, and blood biomarkers to try and come up with a good advanced animal model for neuropsychiatric disorders. Problems like bipolar disorder and Alzheimer's disease that affect millions of people and cause untold suffering. The project is funded in part by the National Institute of Mental Health. Recently, I got to witness one of the baboon brain scans along with the principal investigator for the study from Texas Biomed. I'm Melanie Carlos. I'm an associate scientist at Texas Biomed. So I'm interested in studying both genetics and also the epigenetics of complex diseases. I do a lot of work in metabolic disorders and also in neuropsychiatric disorders. So you're now a year into this two-year project uh, with the baboon brain scans. What are some of the lessons you've learned in this first year? So the biggest lesson I've learned really is uh, trying to manage time and trying to manage data and trying to manage people. So this is a project that involves a lot of people. Uh, we have people involved from the primate center that help with the transfer of animals, that help with the care of animals, and that help with the scheduling of the animals. Uh, we also have people at the Research Imaging Institute at UT Health, San Antonio. Something that struck me is how the baboons are treated like a human patient coming in for an MRI. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, so it's really important um, that we care well for the animals and that they're very safe during the procedure. The animals are anaesthetized for the procedure, so uh, they undergo anesthetic. Uh, during that time, they are monitored for their heart rate, for their blood pressure, body temperature, and oxygen. So if there's any parameters out of the ordinary, then the procedure is stopped. It seemed pretty routine. I mean, the animal looked comfortable. The people from the institute who were there escorting this animal were caring for them as if it was a human patient. Yes, so so they're treated they're treated very much like humans when they're placed in the uh, in the imager. Um, you know, there's a lot of care taken to make sure they're still, to make sure that they won't fall off the table, uh, to make sure that they're they're very in a safe environment. They're covered um, with a blanket so they won't get cold. Yes, they are covered with blankets, so we want to make sure that they aren't cold. We want to make sure they're as comfortable as possible. So they had to use a 3D printer to create a male baboon head and a female baboon head so that the people at the research imaging center could create a cage that would fit close enough to their heads so that they could get clear imaging. That's a lot of work. Yes, it is. But there's been a lot of studies in the past uh, using MRIs on baboons, uh, not just their, their brains, but also different organs in the body as well. Have baboons been used a lot for neuropsychiatric disorders research? No, they typically haven't been used a lot. Uh, there was a study done by investigators at Texas Biomed uh, several years ago where they did something similar to what I'm doing and they looked at images of the baboons and looked for variation within the brain structure of baboons. Where my study differs is that we're trying to match this with uh, peripheral biomarkers that, that could be potential biomarkers for disease in humans and that we might be able to match with structural variation in the baboon 
brains and we're also adding what we call resting state functional magnetic resonance imaging. So this is something that allows us to look at how different regions in the brain might connect to each other functionally. And also blood work for biomarkers. Yes, yes, we're looking at blood work for biomarkers as well. So when we were there that day, they were doing a female, they were imaging a female. Are you using all different kinds of baboons, different ages, different sexes? Yes, yeah, so we're trying to capture as much variation across the baboon population as possible. So most of the baboons we've looked at to date have been females, but we've started looking at some more males. So we do have some males in there, but our plan is to try and have roughly even numbers of each. And we'll be looking at baboons that are both young and that are old. Uh, we sometimes include baboons that show evidence of neuropsychiatric diseases. Uh, we have a collaborator that we've been working with on different projects, uh, Dr. Arcas Sabo, who is interested in epilepsy within baboons. And so we're trying to also incorporate some of this into our study as well. Tell us about some of the other research you're working on that may dovetail into this potential baboon model in the future. My research is probably best described as translational. So we're not only interested in defining biomarkers across animals and humans, but we're also interested in trying to find ways to treat human disease and in using potentially animal models to do this. So I have several projects that are ongoing looking at cell culture methods. So essentially what we're doing is we're taking cells from individuals that might be affected with diseases such as bipolar disorder or with Alzheimer's disease and we're trying to find ways in which we might be able to treat those. We're doing this through the use of epigenetics. So we have two processes that we're studying. One is microRNAs, and these are very small molecules that can be used to modify gene expression. So we're trying to see if we can find a way to transfer these molecules into neuronal cells and whether that might affect the phenotype or the trait of the cell, how the cell looks, how the cell might communicate electrophysiologically. So you might try that in a baboon animal model first and see if it works. And if it would, then you might do some sort of a clinical trial in people. Yes, yeah, so we have investigators here at Texas Biomed. Uh, Dr. Marcel Dady has actually already worked on implanting stem cells into baboons. And so this is a way in which we might first be able to modify stem cells and then use them for transplantation studies to see if they can affect baboon behavior, for example. You've been listening to Texas BioBytes from Texas Biomed. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe. Check out our website, txbiomed.org, and look for us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. At Texas Biomed, we're passionate about science. We're enhancing lives through discovery. I'm Wendy Rigby. 